about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's do something this morning. Hold your Bible in your hand. Quiet can obviously. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want us to read Luke 13 together. Luke 13 from verse 6. I want us to read it together. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Luke 13, verse 6. He spake also this parable. Who is talking here? Jesus. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Verse 7. Then he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years. It looks like that's the least, the time given to everybody to manifest. He said, these three years I've come seeking fruits on this fig tree, and I found none. I, I, I find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth the ground? And he said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year till I shall dig about it. And you know the rest of the story. So, I just read this now just to add to what we read last week. Jesus saw the fig tree and he expected to find, to find fruit on it. And he found none and then he cursed the tree. So here again we are reading the illustration again coming from Jesus Christ. You know, this shows God's attitude towards when a believer is not productive. When you are not fruitful, uh, it's not something that is pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your spiritual growth is measurable and you shall see it. You shall see yourself moving up and up, growing up in the things of the Spirit. It is wrong to be a believer for many years and there is nothing to show for it in terms of what you are doing for God, in terms of the fruit of the Spirit. That's what we are emphasizing. As we walk with the Father, we should have more love or we should have, there should be demonstration of love more. You should be more patient, more gentle. There should be self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you see a Christian, you should say these things in him. Jesus said that every tree is known by its fruit. If you are born again, there is a tree in you. That's a spirit. Uh, your spirit man has been created, and that spirit man should produce certain fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. Gentleness, meekness, temperance. They should be in you. And men should be able to see. If they cannot see, something is wrong with the tree that is inside. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, same the Christians are not making any attempt at all to grow up spiritually. And you are going to be a very bad testimony of Jesus Christ if you are not growing up spiritually. <laughs> God bless you this morning. Welcome to church. Have your seat. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. Men should look at your life and glorify your heavenly father. You should make up your mind that there will be nothing in your life that will cause men to speak against the name of God. Hallelujah. You know, I told them always that some people will never want to have anything to do with the church before. All because of what... Uh, certain people have done 
in the name of the Lord beside them or around them. And that's parity. So Jesus in these last days, which I told them that, where we are journeying to eventually, every practice in the church must have its root in the word of God. Whatever does not have its root in the word of God will not be able to, it will last. And there are many things that people do that those things are not scriptural. Yet we have adopted them as traditions of men. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No matter the noise out there, each other that is built on the foundation of the word, we have no problem. Because the word of God endures forever. But we must know that we are living by the word and that the word is producing fruit in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, but that now say this again, Jesus Christ talking again, that after three years, the man said, I've been looking for fruit here. It's like God is saying that about so many lives. Let me not say here, maybe out there. Who have been coming to church for many years and God is saying that where are the fruits? So let's read about the fruits here. Galatians chapter 5. Now that is one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. But we're talking about last Sunday about manifestation like Daniel. You know, you can be so... Uh, you can walk with God and be so supernatural that if you are, for instance, a lecturer now, there is a level of wisdom coming from it that everybody will recognize that there is an invisible force at work in you. If you are working in an office, they should be able to see this thing at work. It's in every Christian. Joseph took it to the prison and they recognized it. He took it to Potiphar's wife. They recognized it. It is called it. It can be defined. But it is perceivable. <laughs> Hallelujah. Daniel came into Babylon. The man got angry when the third king. So it was Nebuchadnezzar. Oh Record with Daniel by the virtue of the spiritual force of wisdom at work in him. Then his son became King Belshazzar. And Belshazzar record with Daniel again. And then after that, Darius came in. And the same thing. And the Bible records in that Daniel chapter 6. That Daniel lasted in the time of Cyrus. So four kings. No matter how many who becomes president or who changes what. When a man is functioning by the spirit of God. It cannot be calculated out. Every regime must be forced to reckon with the man. Because something comes from your life that people around cannot deny. That is in the area that we function. So you are either presenting on TV and you are doing it by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are a market person and doing it by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are working in the office as administrator. And you are, the anointing is not for casting out devils and chasing witches about in the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's what some people think the anointing is. And it's pathetic that some people show videos. I pray that they change it. I don't mean to say any Videos of deliverance. With a lady rolling on the floor. And then you put all that on Facebook. So they can think you have power. What is power in making somebody spitting saliva on the floor? Now I'm not saying deliverance can't get to that size. But you see. Jesus is owned by the word. Eh? There are many <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> that is why when there is noise out around against the church, what church should do is I check what is the Bible, what is biblical about what you are doing and what is whatever has no foundation in the word of God will not last. Hallelujah. And because people want my and the reason for this is 
That is why it's important what I'm sharing with you. Except you take your time to develop yourself and grow. So Hebrews, we read in Ephesians chapter 4 verse, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Children are always tossed to and fro. And I told them on Sunday, on Wednesday, something very pathetic. I have friends now who teach the word of God a lot, you know. It has always been important that many of them are afraid of anybody that is a prophet. Yet, the prophetic gift is real. But because of the adulteration of it. So many occultic practices in our days and our time. As an African Christian can't discern, they don't know the difference. They just feel it's happening there, I want to rush there. And they cannot perceive when somebody, in the realm of the spirit, there are some open realms. When somebody is operated by a soothsaying spirit, it will look like word of knowledge. It can tell you what you heard yesterday night. But that doesn't mean God is in it. But the person would then begin to do some things that are anti-scripture. And the word of God must be our foundation. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I think I, I explained to them on words. Somebody once asked me that, okay, that... Uh, I think it should be about three years ago. He said, you've never talked about what, that, what, was asking about what is false food. I said, you don't practice. The person came from a church where every January, I know you know something like that, they give out their salary. And I told the person that, well, if they say it's their practice in their church, fine. But if it's a doctrine, then that is not exactly a New Testament doctrine. As per January. Does the Bible mention false food? Yes. Because these are the things creating controversies and people are giving the back and forth. Number one, some like to argue anything that has to do with give because they don't like to give. They point that people like that, there's no need to explain anything to them. Just leave them alone. Jesus Christ does not need their money. After all, they should have noticed since they've not been given as all the churches died. Even as people like that, it gets them angry when they hear. So <laughs> Now on the other hand also, we have many practices. Forever till Jesus will come, there will be projects, there will be giving. Giving is extremely biblical. However, what you say about it and how you say it matters a lot. Are you, are, you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. One of the simple things I haven't been able to explain, which I've said times and number, I, I said this in August. All before these issues even came up, sir. That's why I don't like using the word pay tight. I believe in the word, use the word give. Abraham was the father of faith. Abraham gave by faith before the law came. After so they so after the law, tithe became an obligation that if you don't give, you come under a curse. Abraham was not told anything about curse. He gave by faith out of love. And faith worked by love. For God so love the word I give. If you really walk in love, you will be a giver. It's impossible to be to walk in to be a man of love and not give. Solomon loved the Lord and he gave. First Kings 3 verse 3. It will come naturally. Number one, what they should teach people in the church is about still worship. That whatever you have does not belong to you, it belongs to God. And then if it belongs to God, God should be able to call for it when they need. A Christian that hears of a project, that hears of something going on and doesn't want to be part of it, has not conquered greed. Period. That's all. Are you with me? If it's in a place where it does not trust the leadership, then relocate. But there will not be, you can't practice Christianity without being a giver. You cannot. And all this talk that go give out to the poor, they are also wrong. If they want to follow the Bible, in Acts of Apostles, the people brought their money to the church, was the church that gave to the poor. Should churches go more into charity stuff? Absolutely, I support that they should. But don't because of maybe what you don't understand about certain people begin to go against some things that are well laid down in the Word of God. And that's the error that people are falling into. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, there are people who bear titles. Even if you ask them to defend the title scripturally, they cannot defend it. 
Many times we do things because we see them being done and yet we cannot define, we cannot really defend those things. So, once you cannot defend, you become, it becomes the level of what you are doing traditionally and that's dangerous. Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. So I told Ali that I said the sincere truth is this. For me, I believe that if I pray to God to give me a job, now I've gotten a job, it will be very foolish of me to find it difficult to give my full salary to God. It's not even about it, about, about what Proverbs says about it, about honor, that honor type. I'm going to collect many more money. Why should you? Okay, I wasn't working for one year, but I was alive. I didn't die. Why should I die on full salary? Why? Are you understanding my logic? Why should something is wrong with me if I find it difficult? Now, is there anything that says that if you don't do your under a court, there is none? God doesn't want you to do anything out of fear. Because that way, now there are many people in many churches who do things out of fear. When you do that, there's no reward. Maybe that's why some give and they have no reward. Out of so when you feel that, okay, if I don't give, okay, what else we should give tight? The devourer. Ah! As I drive my car, Lagos, about the tire will come out. <coughs> so God is a Godfather, like mafia. Now, if you don't give him deal, he will deal with you all week long, all year long. So you just say, okay, take your share so that you can leave me alone. That's, that's terrible. That's not our God. God wants every Christian to know you are blessed in Christ. He has redeemed you from the cause of the law. We give because, Bible says, let him that is taught the word give the giver. Giving is part of the Bible. He that serves finally shall reach finally. Honestly, our New Testament, we give because we love God and we understand that Papa Abraham took some steps and we should and this in Hebrews chapter 7, that's all. But the one that many people understand is because of fear of cost. So if they say in some places now that no cost against people will stop. <laughs> and Jesus Christ does not threaten anybody with a cost. Are you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. It is good that whatever you practice, when you stand before anybody, you should be able to show them from the Bible why you do what you do. Because the word of God must be your foundation. Exactly. Praise the Lord. That's very, very important. Well, you see, for, for many people, they like to argue because they are looking for a reason why they will... <laughs> a grateful soul will always be a giver. Hallelujah. If you listen to a message and you are built up and you are blessed mightily, this is what even non-Christians in America, they understand. They emphasize giving back to the society. How can God bless you? But all they want to do is to fulfill all their loss with it and everything. Nobody has told about stewardship. Nothing you have belongs to you if you are a Christian. Everything belongs to God. If it belongs to God, always come in with the Holy Spirit to show you what to do. Everything you have belongs to God. Are you with me? That's straightforward. That's the every, 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 that's, that's understanding that should come to every Christian. So why are you afraid? We give also to demonstrate our belief in the invisible wealth. Paper is not money. We have something deeper. We also give to separate ourselves from greed. I say, when you have accepted God as still, we will do this. In the early days of this church, I, I came for one day. I was as broke. I didn't have any cash on me that day. Okay, and I, I was as broke as. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I think a, a friend of mine from UI came around and then they gave me maybe one or two thousand or so. So I branched an E3 and a, a TFC. This would be my favorite day tree then. Or whatever you say, God will test you. So I took, I bought fried rice and chicken. After Sunday, it was after I was waiting. So I was happy with myself. You know, when you are rejoicing before getting home, all of us guys were just caught in then, and then it was in Domi we used to eat. 
But this looked like a special day because there was chicken and rice from this. Now, I was caught in Shaladegwe then, and I was about entering the compound. The full and the guy that was the gate man, the daughter sat outside, and I heard the spirit of God say to me, like, Give that rice to her. Ah! <laughs> the thing entered my liver. <laughs> and the young girl didn't even know, you know, with her hijab, she just sat down there. Honestly, I first entered the house. <laughs> I put it in the kitchen, now. this one. <laughs> then I went out. Because I made up my mind to always obey God. So, I gave the girl. She just took it and sat on the floor. And she was devouring it out, looking at her. <laughs> Everyone going to her mouth. I said, like, Lord. <laughs> this is why I've been so trained by the Spirit of God that nothing new, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get moved by them. Those who are around me, like Shaya, some of them, they remember, if you tell, sincerely speaking, every time, maybe the last five years, that I've gotten a car, I'm not always the first to drive it. I don't go bring it home. Someone else drive, drive, they take it right to, I'm usually the third or fourth person, a car that I've just gotten myself. Because I'm not just attached. I could leave it attached for two. Others I drive if I now drive. I just don't. Because somewhere inside me also I have said to God, when He gives me something, I will say, Lord, thank you for this gift. Should you need it, I will hesitate to give it back to you. This is how to separate yourself from greed. Otherwise, when the blessing pours on you in a mighty way and you have abundance, that is the problem with those who try to tell everybody what to do with their money. You think because some people have billions, they should take care of the poor. What are you doing with 100,000 you have? When it becomes billion, your budget will expand. It will shock you that if you are not a giver at the level of 10,000, you will not be a giver at the level of 10 billion. That's the truth. You will always have things to do. You will build a house that will take millions of services every month. You will always have things to do. Then you will enter first class with seven people. Three girlfriends and three legal wives. And then you are paying four million, three point five per seat. And then you are like, you just discover. When I was in my, when I was staying in somewhere in Julia Estate, my neighbor used to travel out of day and night, and this gate man would be there. Twenty thousand wouldn't pay the guy for three months. I see many people do that. They don't pay messengers at war. Yeah, they are flying all around the world. It's common in this nation. What conquers greed is to let God do it right now. And when you say God do it, He will test you. You know, many people say that all oh, that is, oh Lord, all that I have is yours. Are you really sure? Because of many people, it's not so. But Jesus Christ is training the church to get to that level. We are every Christian. Nobody needs to. That's what it grieves me. See, nobody needs to come out and be teaching prosperity because we want to collect offering. Christians ought to know. If I should pain us when a church has to announce something two times. One of our friends, he's a senior friend, just stood around Lekki. He just came on Sunday morning and he said that, help me locate which I want to do here now, because I just heard him do that. Tell me locate the closest orphanage to this. So we can't be here as a church, and the orphanage they are not feeling our impact. And he sent two people there. Go and ask them, what then? He said, the boss. And he said to the old church, before Thursday, we are, he said, on Thursday, we are going to give these people a brand new Toyota IS. With five-year insurance, five-year mechanic guarantee. And it took them 16 million. And in 48 hours, so people just got up. One popular singer you know in Nigeria, you might not even know he's a Christian. So it's a, and all of them. And they got the board, they took it there and gave the people. And the orphanage were like, wow. And he says, Ma, for the next five years, take it to social mechanic for free. 
and that there is insurance on. If he stole it, the insurance company will give you a brand new one. That's how it should be. That is how it should be. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, some of those who responded to that boss might not have their own boss. But when you do that, bosses will be showered on you. Somebody said that we should not even be given. That's why you see. I know preachers are work of all kinds. And one way or the other of us be guilty one way or the other. It's not, it's not. You don't even need to emphasize the reward. There is, there is reward for every giving. But we emphasize reward just to motivate people. It's not necessary. We just need to tell people that say this is who we are. If there is a prayer to do, we should do it. That's all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are, are you with me? I should be that kind of Christian. Apart from what you give regularly. Enjoy your money. But if they announce something, even if it meets you unprepared, don't say that, ah! <laughs> Amen. I just said that just to let, just understand stewardship. It's important. This is very important. And somehow, God is getting people in the church into this thing. I told them first thing first, I told them something first, which I feel I should repeat again now. If God has conquered our heart, it becomes very easy for Him to give us anything. Sincerely speaking, most of the people you criticize for one thing or the other, when you have their level of wealth, you don't even know what you will do. That is why love must conquer your heart from now. Love must conquer your heart. And you must start putting others first in everything that you do. Praise the Lord. Amen. She that is asking God to expand her mightily, yet with your little housemaid, the housemaid is the only person whose salary you pay. And the way you beat her, the way you talk. If you have a staff of 500, you will finish all of them. So in the wisdom of heaven, they let you stay with that one house. Get. That's the only salary you ever pay. Until you adjust and repent. Because when your driver wants to collect salaries, he collects it with insults. He's carrying to her before insulting very well, before paying him salary. So it's not only collect salary, collect salary, bogus package. Salary and insult together. Because he, anybody who that you must help, you must make it difficult for them. Somebody is living with you. Every five days you announce to the person, I will send you out. Any spot, I will send you out. And they are wondering, Lord, Lord, and the angel will tell God that if you let her build their states, she will send all of them out. <laughs> so it's okay with the flat. Hallelujah. Many people don't know God watches. Everything you do now, it's a kind of prophecy of what you will do later. So the adjustment should be now. Hallelujah. See, this is part of the fruit. So there is a fruit of us outside there shining as lights. That God, Jesus said, we read that in John 15, 8. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. God is not glorified if your life is dry and empty. If a Christian is a teacher, there is something about that Christian. All teachers and all students should know. It is not your course that, see, before Brad Billy started, before he became a pastor, he was a teacher. A white man came to his class and he said that, oh, I now know why students love. He was a chemistry teacher. All students used to make his class, even on Saturday. And he, the, the white man sat there and he got out and said, that, oh, I can see a superior wisdom at work in you, that there's something about you. That's why I'd be like on it. That's what, when he was a chemistry teacher. There, should, there is this thing about every Christian. We read the first Corinthians chapter 3. Paul was talking about them being carnal. He said, you are still having divisions among you. He said, you, I'll pray like a mere man. That means a Christian ought not to be an ordinary person. 
So Paul was disappointed when he saw that what was coming from the lives of Corinthians was too ordinary. We are not ordinary. Daniel did it in Babylon. Joseph did it in Egypt. Anywhere we are found, there's something about us. So there is a light that will shine in the area of the field where we operate. Whether you're on TV or whatever. I told you this woman, Bola Lost in Peter, when she spoke to us at platform, she just acted a film on Ebola now and he won an award in New York. I mean, she spoke. She's a solid Christian. That's what we are talking about. And that will be as she read the law. That might be as we are forcing you or so. She said it our way. That when I left, I started praying and I felt that I should leave that field and go to movie industry. We are not. Look at this one. I, I want to read something from Isaac. You know, let's read, let's read Genesis chapter. I want to read Genesis chapter 11. The Bible said that the child Isaac was strong, went forward, and continued to move forward. Amen. That should be verse. Uh, no, Genesis, sorry, 26, verse 11. Genesis 26, 11. Are you with me? Yeah. What, what, no, go to 12. I want where the child as he went forward. Yeah. 13. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became. There is no end to this. We should keep increasing and increasing and increasing. Is somebody with me? Praise the Lord. But as you expand in your blessings, it will become a problem if you don't expand or go deeper in the fruit of the Spirit. The taller a building we go, the, low, the, the deeper the foundation must be. I hope you understand that. Skyscraper, so when they want to build a building, based on how high the building will be, so the architect says you understand better, that will determine the kind of foundation that will be given for the building. So, Anybody who is working with God and you want God to expand you, something happens in the nation, I'm proud of our vice president anytime, any day. You are going to the highest level, your debt must be serious. Otherwise, this thing will sweep you. And that is why, as we seek to grow, the first and the most fundamental of it is that Galatians chapter 5. So Jesus caused a tree for not being productive. If you are in an office and you deliver nothing for the kingdom, nothing is happening, God is not pleased with that kind of attitude. So I'm not saying just because I'm just saying that God is not pleased with that kind of attitude. Day in there, you are just on one spot. But I will look at that again, like we started with Daniel last week. But I want us to look more at deeper things. What should be your foundation? And that's your growth spiritually. Which is your growth in the fruit of the Spirit? Listen to me very well, everybody. Until you are thoroughly grounded in the practice of the fruit of the Spirit, don't seek to get married. All of you, you better hear me very well. That is why so many people are not happy. Nobody, there's no partner that will make you happy. It is the work you've done on yourself internally that will help you to be happy in life. Are you, are you with me? If you are waiting for somebody to make you happy, there's nobody that one time or another will not do things that you don't like. But you see, if you are very solid inside, it makes it very wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Marriage is the best place where your selfishness will be highlighted very well. With red marker. It comes out for all to see. You just begin to know that you are greedy. And the other fellow too will not know. That's why people try to win. And I, I, I was telling a brother one, one particular, I said, it has never occurred to you. That is not that we don't beat women. We cannot. 
And the reason, it's part of trying to win an argument that makes people to throw the punch. So you talk, she talks. But because you feel you are physically strong, so you must suppress her. So you turn it to, you start punching. Some men want each other, whereby when they talk, the wife will keep quiet. If you want her to keep quiet, you keep quiet first. When you talk, she will talk. But a woman that is full of the fruit of the spirit, when your husband talks, you will not talk. And if a man is full of the spirit, when your wife talks, you will not talk. Yes. You have vowed that you will not let someone else provoke you. You will do what you want to do. You don't react to what the other person is saying. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. You know, there are some men, they are believers, but still inside the building, under some condition, five-fold ministry might be necessary. You have five fingers. That's what I mean by five-fold ministry. <laughs> they just say that there are some situations where if a woman talks in a particular way, she when you are like that, your heart is here to be dealt with. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is somebody following me this morning? <laughs> if you are following me, say amen. amen. The Bible says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the laws of the flesh. Next verse. Next verse, verse 17. For the flesh lusted against the spirit. This is the battle that Christians fight. Until you yield most of it, your flesh is always fighting with your spirit. No. And the spirit said, these are contrary one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. Anyone you want to explode in anger, your spirit man is quiet. Your spirit man can't get disturbed. But the flesh and the spirit are always fighting. Until your spirit, that's what I say, by the spirit you multiply the deeds of the flesh. The flesh always oppose what is of God. Some days you are not fasting and you are not hungry. Till 2 3 o'clock you are not hungry. But let them mention that there is fast tomorrow. Hunger will wake you up in the morning. It is the flesh responding. There is a, you are working on a project and everything. You've not eaten till 2 and you are not even conscious of it. But the day they say the old church will fast, that one you'll be conscious. Because your flesh will remain. The flesh doesn't want you to. When you say, I want to pray for one hour, you just grow tired suddenly. Yeah, when you are watching Premiership, and Chelsea is three, Barcelona is zero. <laughs> Don't worry, there will be part two. Just, uh, <laughs> so, hey, amen. You know, when you are watching that, somebody still called me that night. When church on Wednesday and I watched, I warned them. I said, Chelsea is my team. I knew we were going to lose. I said, please, if Chelsea loses, don't call me. A lady, a lady in this church, she called me. She said, even the pastor said, nobody should call me. I just want to say, that are you doing? But I need that kind of greeting. You know that, that. <laughs> you see, rejoice not over me, my enemy. <laughs> and I fall I shall rise again. <laughs> okay. He that descended is the first that we, that we later that we ascend. So... It's because both Premiership, Champions League, FA Cup, Carling Cup, we are going to win them next season. That is why we are taking our time to decide that. We are not like some people. When they decide, they say forever. You know the people I'm talking about? They always are under number five, number six. Forever! They don't go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, <laughs> Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now, go back. No, no. We are still at, at verse 
So the flesh is against the spirit and the flesh. The Bible says you cannot do the things. You want to do some things, but you are finding it difficult to do. As I'm speaking now, you are planning that when I get, I'm going to be more prayerful and everything. You want to study the Bible, you are feeling sleepy. The flesh is against the spirit. Now the Bible says, verse 18. But you are led, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are what? Why say they are plain? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations. Evil things are always more than good things. The fruits just nine, but this one there are many. <laughs> Strife, seduction, heresies. Envies, murder, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Suppose so I say, you know what, there are plenty of them. Let's just say such like. He said, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past, that they which do something shall not inherit the kingdom. I do understand the gospel people are preaching that it doesn't matter what you do. And they say Paul is the man that brought the message of grace. But this is Paul talking. Say, so I am telling you plainly. Those who do something shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You get drunk. You seduce people. You are given to envy. They are not, you allow your flesh to reign over your spirit. And that's a wrong pattern. Amen. Hallelujah. That's about the I shall not have dominion over you. are the righteous of God inside. Let that dominate instead of the works of the flesh. Go to the next verse. Verse 22. But the fruits of the spirit. Can you see that it's not fruits? It's fruits. It is one fruit. Manifested in different ways. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Never say, I'm not the patient type. You are patient. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Meekness. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Let's read something there. Are you following me? Is somebody getting something today? Numbers chapter, chapter 12. Can you see God's testimony of Moses? Let's start from verse 1. Something happened there. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of Ethiopia woman, whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian. The Bible says they were right to what they were saying. Listen to me very well. This is where the things of the Spirit can be very dangerous. What you see, you can. What you see, you are truly seeing. But what you are interpreting about it can be wrong. Are you with me? I feel like it's a very strong warning. Actually, in the rebellious hour that we are in in these last days, there is more to what you are seeing than... Now, Moses married an Ethiopian woman. And the same Moses came down from the mountain one day and told everybody, Don't fear the Lord. Don't marry a strange woman. Honestly speaking, if you are an activist, this is why these people, can, those who claim to be activists, they can never please God. They always get into trouble. You are going to run your mouth without knowing why things are happening. And this is why also that when people come to a church and you want to tell them how to do things, those who really have the spirit to learn, you come in, you open your heart to learn. I don't go places. Even when I go to preach somewhere, I submit myself to the authority in the house. And that's what I love about Apostle Man, actually. He will ask every question. Do you think I should pray for this person? Do you think? Because you don't go about and start. One guy came to join this church a while ago. And within one month, he was telling me what was wrong with the choir. He was in choir. 
And I told her, don't you ever tell me again. People like you won't amount to anything. No matter the gift you think you have. You will rubbish the gift by your pride. Are you with me? If you were there, sir, what would you say? Imagine Moses standing before two million people and saying that nobody should marry a strange woman. The next question would be like, yeah, Moses. <laughs> what about your wife? Especially children that will be born after that who did not even know he married the woman. Uh-uh. What this pastor said. Can you imagine he told her not to marry a strange woman? What about the one in his house? Ah, I me mean too, I will, I will go to, if I'm going to, I'm going to Philistine to marry a lady. How can he be telling me that trash? But you see, only those who look very well will understand that Moses had married the woman before God gave him the law. And the Bible said, God said, I hate divorce. So God wasn't about telling him to send away the woman. And it shows that God will use imperfect people at times. So if you should blame anybody, you should blame God. For calling a man who has married a woman outside Israel. And telling the same man to tell others not to marry outside Israel. Well, it was God. So that was what Miriam was talking about to Aaron. The other one that said, this Moses said, oh, God, man. He's the only one that will come down and be saying that God said, God said, this is a senior brother and a senior sister. And as they were talking, look at what happened. They said, as God spoke through Moses alone, ah, say, wait till we hear God now. Ah, ah, what is it? <laughs> is it the only one there? And the Bible says, and God heard it. When people start getting to know that your conversation, even at, in the house, God is hearing. God heard it. They were talking and the Almighty God said, ha. Ah. Say, is God talking through Moses? Yeah, and God said, really? And look at what God said. Now, the Bible says, we'll come back to this, I'm going, now Moses was very meek. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. This is a powerful testimony. Somebody say amen. amen. Can you imagine God saying about one man that the meekest man on the face of the earth. Only the meek, because in the Old Testament, nobody was as powerful as Moses. Moses opened his mouth and grand open and swallowed people. Nobody has walked that dimension before. But you know what? That was why when God even wanted to destroy those who annoyed him, he started praying alone, let them die. Because he that descended was also the one that ascended. The level of spiritual authority we carry will depend so much on how meek and humble you are. Otherwise, you can kill all of us. If God puts power in some people's mouth that whatever they say should come to pass, the whole world is in trouble. Mass barrier every day. <laughs> if a son will say to you, their, their wife will argue, they say, are you, they are, are you talking to me for that? <laughs> and then he says, if I, if I won't do barrier for you, I will bury you. Grand, open, bury her. <laughs> that will end it. You know, when this was made, verse 4, this is powerful. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, unto Aaron, and to Miriam. That means he was even there hearing them, and he did not answer. But God answered for him. He said, come out three of you. Aaron, Moses, uh, Aaron uh, Miriam, Moses. God said, don't come out, come out. <laughs> I said, so they came out, and they stood before God. I'm sure Aaron was still doing like this. He said, look at what God said. Next verse. And the Lord came down the pillar of cloud and stood at the door. I called Aaron, Miriam, and they both came forward. So God said, Three of you come out. When they came out, he said, you, Aaron, and me, step forward. So they did. And the Lord said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him by in a vision. I will speak to him in a dream. Verse 7. My servant Moses is not so. Who is faithful in all my house? You can't measure faithfulness. You can only discern it. Only God knows. 
So God was telling the two of them that you don't know this Moses we are talking about. He said, I am the Lord that is seen everything. I'm telling you that this guy is extremely faithful. He doesn't look faithful to you, his brothers, but I'm telling you. He said, I speak to this guy mouth to mouth, even apparently. Not in that species, or in the spirits of the Lord. He said, wherefore are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? But what I want to pick out of this, another, the rest will look at another day, but that verse said, I said that nobody has made as Moses on the face of the earth. I asked a question in the first service. When did Moses get to this level? The first time somebody argued with him in Egypt, he killed the person and buried the person. When did the violent Moses turn to become a very meek man? This journey, we must see it in every Christian. Let me say one more before we close. We'll continue from this another. I don't have to say everything in one day. 4 Samuel chapter 22. Hallelujah. Your growth must be obvious to everybody around that you are growing spiritually. And it's always be that there will be more love, less selfishness. Your words are now similar to the word of God. You'll start using the right words, word of God. People will notice that you can't, the fruit of the spirit are coming out. When a tree is at, an, when it's at that infant stage, it might not really have fruit. But how you know that a tree is getting mature is that it starts producing fruit. When a woman is born, she gets to a level where she can now give back to other children also. When a Christian is growing also, you start producing this fruit in you. Hallelujah. You might have, you might have come into the kingdom like violent Moses also. But there must come a time in your life when all those violence must disappear and you must be a very meek person. David departed this and came, escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and his father came to verse 2, Look at this one. And everyone in distress, everyone in debt, everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And they were about 400 men. Second Samuel chapter 23. Let's look at verse 8. Second Samuel 23 verse 8. Look at this kind of people that came to David. Few years after that, see these men again. These are the names of mighty men whom David had. Technomai that sat in the sea, chief among the captain, against uh, Adon the Azanite, he lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Those are the videos you'll be watching in heaven. Can you imagine one man? This is greater than Jachan. Or Jet Li. One man. You know, now when you go back to watch some old movie, there you see all the lies they told. I think yesterday they were showing Commando. I know Swaslinger. And I, he was running, 50 men running behind him, just about 10 meters away from him, shooting, and the gun was not touching him. Uh-uh. Now, African jazz. <laughs> that the bullets were passing and they were not touching. You know, those are the things they told us there, you know. <laughs> because Arthur must not die. <laughs> Except I mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? <laughs> but you see, this one guy finished 800 people once. But look at how the Bible described them when they came. They were debtors. They were discontented. And they came. They went through a training. And they emerged as great and mighty army. Nobody like men of David up till now. And the Bible started talking about the exploits of each one of them. One of them killed a lion without a spear in his hand. So not only, Samson was not the only one that killed a lion. And there was one that a Philistine rose against. Who was about seven feet tall. 
with a javelin in his hand. Now, this guy had nothing in his hand, and he killed Philistine, collected the javelin from him, and used it to kill him. Why? They followed after David. David killed Goliath. His men killed Goliath's five brothers. There was a time David was weak, and a giant wanted to kill David, and one of them rescued David. That was it. They told David, I see, don't follow us to battle again. Tell you what's more than 10,000 of us. If we die, no problem. But if you die, the light of Israel is quenched. So go back home. This debtors, honestly speaking, one of the signs that a church is called of God is that no matter how people come in, there should be measurable growth in their lives. That is why a church should not only teach spiritual things alone. If we want people to be givers, we should also teach them how to make money. I've heard a lot of nonsense on Facebook. Some get angry with this stuff for teaching financial. Why? Is, is, it oppo- is that against the Bible? No. We should teach people. One day I was watching Pastor Chris and he was teaching men in the church how to brush. You will think some things are not important. I have stayed among some Christians. The body odor is supernatural. <laughs> and I don't judge them. On, I don't train this. I don't get angry. If I don't know, I won't even say anything about it. I will even walk that I don't. But, but I always imagine that there is nobody close enough that can just tell this person in a way that I won't be offended. You know how many times I've told Christian brothers to zip up. They go to gents, come out, and for, they will leave the zip. One was about to go to stay. When I said, "Bros, your zip is open." Because it happened to me once, many years ago. So from that day, <laughs> are you following me? Listen to me. <laughs> Why was he saying that? And Pastor Chris said that. They said, what I'm saying is that some of you have never had the opportunity of, you know, nobody has really mentioned, so since I'm not talking to one person, I'm talking to a group of people. Say so if it, if it, if I felt, so I was talking about the fact that it is your tongue that you brush most. And was explaining to them. Some don't know. I was shocked when I heard of some couples who got married and then did not even know how to have sex. They found that you, that as Christians, we are not supposed to be married, but there are books, with, there are elders to talk to, there are people to talk to. Shouldn't be a novice. You can talk and ask questions now. When you ask a question, you are a fool for once. If you don't ask a question, you are a fool forever. I mean, you get to some. I'm not always afraid to ask questions. I don't like. My first, one day I went, I, I, it was around uh, uh, Slough in, in England, that I, I didn't want to ask anybody about some direction. I suffered. One day I walked 2 hours, 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> I had to take a cow compulsory to come back. I'm like that you always ask questions. Somebody will tell you something. I took a train one day in UK to another place, which was not where I was supposed to be going to. I was going to meet Fairman and Ayo. They told me, so, drive us over, and I went somewhere, and then... I missed the whole place. I came back. They went for about one hour time before I got to where they were. And I just said to myself, no, this is not necessary. You should be able to ask questions. Oh, sorry, where do I drop it? And they will tell you. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Praise the Lord. He that seeketh findeth. Praise the Lord. When God told these guys, this thing that we, we can see in the lives of the mighty men of David, from ordinary to extraordinary, should be the story of every church. But for it to happen to submit yourself to the teachings of the church, open your heart. You can only take a church up if they tell you something that contradicts the word of God. You know this in the Bible, this is not. But if it's in the Bible and they are teaching the word, take it in. You are going to see growth. I've seen it in many people here. You see growth. 
It takes God nothing. See, the blessings are already upon you. It is barriers stopping it from flowing that God keeps removing. And the most important of it is greed. What I told you that day, every time told me again, he said it in the office. The guy that told them that he made six billion, he thought about six billion last year, about 11 years ago, used to come on Okada to this star. And people like that, you know they are not thieves and they are not stealing from government. People knew the past, how he started the business he started. He borrowed 20 million. Four, four people gave him 5 million each. He said people like that, let them make all the noise outside. They give to this star in billions. They understand their roots. They knew when they, they used to sit down when they could not account for 50,000. So, so that kind of person, we have 10 billion and one, somebody will come on the road radio and be saying that don't give, don't do something. Don't and dry up. A river will never forget its source. If somebody has spoken to you and God has opened doors for you, the least you can do is to be grateful. Are you, are you, you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. Are you with me? This is important. This is important. We should see this. When I read about this, so if we have a group of people in the church, that's why I said to me, the other, the other day that Brian called for a meeting, the little men's group, and I was very, very sad that some men were not there. How can they be talking about how men will be empowered economically and everything? You are a young man in the same church and you are not there. Where are you? You are in someone's wedding where you don't know the person, a friend invited you to, and then you are eating a plate of rice there. You should go to, you see, go for what is important to you that will build you up. In as much as I love music, I've never been to experience once. I can sit down at home and watch on TV. But tell me a meeting that will help me as a pastor. I am already there. You have to understand that you have to grow. They need exponential and elevation. I already have all the CDs. You have to grow. You can't just stay on one spot. And with this speed of this end time, how can you stay on one spot? That's why I told you before. Now I'm saying it again. On the night of May, it's a Wednesday. Blessing Awoshika will be here. That's a rare privilege. That's the chairperson of First Bank. She's a pastor in Fountain. She's one of the most powerful women in Nigeria. Maybe we call it Faith Finance and Family. And she has a wonderful family. You need to listen to this woman. Who has bought how many Italian companies? She bought over the companies she's in charge. First Bank saw a mental progress in, in business. And they had to call her to come and become their chairperson. Fantastic woman. I am saying, you need to listen to people like that. To show us, in the midst of this present economy, how can a man build wealth? Sometimes it's an information you need. When you know you are in need for Jesus, it doesn't mean just we download everything. You know, I saw something that shocked me. This is, everybody hear me this. It will let you understand the process. When I was young, and I used to read about Solomon, I thought that the wisdom just came upon him and he knew everything. I'm not sure that that's not true. Go and read again. God gave Solomon largeness of hearts. Ability to comprehend anything. But he must read them. That's why he said of many, making too many books there is no end. He outread everybody. Solomon said that much reading is weariness to the flesh. He was talking from experience. He will hear statement like, and I considered it, and I saw it, and I said to myself. He studied animals, he studied plants, he studied everything. Because God expanded his capacity to learn. So he was learning. So there was not that the wisdom came upon and he just knew everything. No. The wisdom came upon to be able to go after knowledge. He said, he boastfully said that there is nothing. He said, I have learned everything. He learned it. So, 
that Jesus has called you to be a great man does not mean the great manifest automatically. You will respond to it by showing it every day. By the choices you make and the decisions that you make. Oh, there are books you have to read. There are things you have to watch. I told you before. Are you, you want to be a TV personality? Watch the best and seek to beat the best. That's all. How can you be planning to be presented on TV and you are not constantly watching CNN and the rest? You are watching local channel. The NTA your area. That can't take you anywhere. What about on the internet? What do you watch? Look, if you are entertaining yourself every day, time is going and you need to realize. Task yourself to be the best you can be. We have the fruit of the Spirit. We have self-control. We have ability to hold on. I pray that we come, we get this message inside our spirits. Let the fruit of the Spirit manifest as you study the word and as you pray, then exercise yourself. Last thing I will quote and I will close. The Bible says, exercise yourself unto godliness, right? Is that 1 Corinthians 4 7? Uh, 1 uh, Timothy 4 7. Exercise yourself unto godliness. Practice godliness. Practice being patient. Practice so that when they were talking, Moses didn't say anything. Rather, exercise yourself to sometimes make up your mind. If God wants to train in the area of patience, some people will start coming and be provoking you seriously. Just stay. The day it gets to the highest level where you want to bust out and you don't bust out, you have overcome it. After that, you have won. That's how it works. Hallelujah. Sometimes when we are going to get to supernatural and you are inside the law of faith, it looks as if you are dying that you go for another option and then you pass through and that's all. That's all. It's always like that. But you say you will not ask anybody, you will trust God. The need will meet you at the corner. It will look like anything. Then when you break that, that's all. From that day becomes a realm that is very simple for you to walk in. The day a man says that I will never talk anyhow to my wife again, she will do things to provoke. It's not how. You just decide that, that day she will annoy you more. And annoy you more. You say, if you are a talkative, for instance, you talk so much, you are always in people's shop houses talking. Wake up in the morning and say, today I won't talk. By 4 p.m., I guarantee you, you have talked more than the day you did not say that you will not talk. It is a law of sin and death. <laughs> Amen. The day you say, I won't think any negative thought today. You will think and surprise yourself same, at the level of your thinking. It's not by physical determination, but as you yield to the word of God, speaking the word and making desire to practice the word. Start from something small and keep growing. And keep growing. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. Is someone blessed this morning? Shall we rise? Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.